This is 105.9 The Region, where parents talk and explore practical, proactive, and evidence-based solutions. This is Where Parents Talk with Leanne Castellino. So glad you could join us for this edition of Where Parents Talk on 105.9 The Region. I'm Leanne Castellino. Every week, we talk to moms and dads on the show from all walks of life, newsmakers, authors, physicians, athletes, and others, to discuss raising kids today with a particular focus on teens and young adults. We delve into parenting from the lens of evidence-based research and lived experience to provide our listeners with strategies, tips, and actionable advice along their parenting journey. Our guest today is a father of four, a true scientist in the kitchen, and a familiar face on television cooking shows and the music scene in Canada and globally. Born in Trinidad and Tobago, his family immigrated to Canada when he was five years old, settling in Edmonton, Alberta, before moving to Toronto at age 17. Inspired by his Chinese-Caribbean heritage, Roger Mooking is an internationally recognized chef, restaurateur, TV host, musician, and author. He's also married with four daughters aged 8 to 14. Roger Mooking, thank you so much for making time to join us here on Where Parents Talk. Well, thanks for having me and supporting. I appreciate it. So just like many of your wonderful dishes that you prepare, I'm hoping we can dig right into the parenting subject matter here. And and I wanted to ask you, have you always wanted to be a dad? No, I never wanted to be a dad, actually. Huh. So, <laughs> Look how that I'm happened. I not expecting huh? that. <laughs> Yeah, I had no intentions. Actually, me and my wife really connected because both of us wanted to be selfish, solo people without any kids. (laughs) Goodness. And then boom. Wow. And what changed you? That's amazing. I I have four beautiful daughters. Um, They're so loving. And, you know, there's nothing like you have a really bad day or something just crappy happens. And the kids love you whether you had a bad day or not. And they just shower me with love and our family. And they've brought so much joy to our lives. Um, But, you know, parenting is difficult. And, you know, I always say having children um, and being a responsible parent, because, you know, those two are not exclusive to one another, (laughs) right, Mm -hmm. Um, is the most rewarding and frustrating thing that I've had experience in life simultaneously (laughs) so let's back up a bit here roger like where how did you get from not wanting to have children to not having one not two not three but four which is a large number uh, in today's world definitely um so is this a pg show (laughs) (laughs) Uh, how did it happen i don't i don't know i guess the first one was an accident my wife confessed to me the other day that the second one was not an accident. I thought it was an accident. And then everyone after that, um, you know, we weren't practicing abstinence. So <laughs> I got, I've got the picture now, but so, yeah, so- you know, it just so happened. Like, you know, you have one and you get two. Oh, well, you got two. You just, you don't know. Just, I don't know. It stopped. And then at a certain point I'm like, okay, this is, this is way too much. This is really <laughs> expensive. I need to go deal with this, you know? So, yeah. You grew up with two siblings. You're the youngest of the three. So how did your childhood impact the way that you parent today? 
That's an interesting question. Um, my brother and sister were older than me, so they were kind of off doing their own thing. I was always the one kind of poking around the house. Um, my dad owned a restaurant. Our family owned a restaurant in the Caribbean, so he would do like six months at home and then six months at the restaurant. <clears throat> so I was like the man of the house, really, for most of it. <clears throat> um so I don't know. I don't know if I had like a regular childhood experience in that way to understand. I've been like the man of the house like that since I was eight years old, you know? So mm -hmm. I guess in some ways I was um, uh, part parent, part child at the same time. Like, so I don't know. I just kind of carried on some of those principles, you know, like make sure everybody's fed, make sure everybody's in a good mood and just roll with the punches. Well, and I think it's interesting for anybody listening who has had the experience of owning a restaurant or being part of a family of restaurateurs as you are, that is so much about family, right? Like you learn so much about your family in that, in that industry and against that backdrop. Yeah, absolutely. You know, the restaurant family, you know, oftentimes as a restaurant person, you're spending more time with your restaurant family than your own family. And, and that's very, very common. So you learn how to be, you know, dynamic with different people. And the restaurant is full of wild, dynamic personalities. So, you know, you kind of learn how to balance out and deal with all different types of people. Um, so when you return, hopefully, to the sanity of your home life, uh, it's actually easy. <laughs> <laughs> now, now, speaking of sanity, uh, curious, you've got these four girls and, you know, um, wondering how did you, like, how were you prepared to raise four girls yourself? And what is your parenting style? Uh, I don't think anybody's ever really fully prepared to raise one child. Um, it's, you know, the first child is all I always say the first child is the most shocking because it's the one that diametrically shifts every portion of your life. You know, the way you interact with the world, the way the world interacts with you, your financial situation, how your time works, you know, even just going to the grocery store, like the one is the one that shifts everything. Right. Mm -hmm. I found for two, three, it was just kind of adding it on and they can kind of play with each other. And then the next biggest leap that was like zero to one was going from three to four. Cause suddenly, you know, all the vehicles are too small. The house is too small, the, this, so you have to change all of your infrastructure to support that comfortably. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that was kind of the leap, but my parenting style is, you know, we listen, we just shower love. Our house is just, we shower love is like lots of hugs, lots of kisses, um, lots of feeding and taking care of one another in that way. And you just, you know, things come up, you know, like our families had some devastating things and um, you just deal with it head on. What else are you going to do and have conversations with everybody about what their thoughts are around the good stuff, the bad stuff, and just keep it moving. You know, no, no, there's no perfection and there's no perfect parenting. We didn't read one parent blog we didn't read one parent book we just showered love and and uh blessings to everybody in the house and take care of one another you have to learn to be a extra compassionate about the all the individuals and the interpersonal dynamics and you know we're fortunate to be able to have enough space that everybody can spread out if they need to right so um 
and we're very, we're a creative household. So, you know, we spend a lot of time like with the kids or the kids independently painting, doing crafts, playing different things. So, you know, we're very kind of a hands-on creative household. Sounds like a fun place to grow up for sure. You know, we want to make sure that they learn how to express themselves. And, you know, some people are timid expressing themselves verbally, but they do a really good job of drawing that thing out or, or, you know, there's many different mediums for, for releasing that, those sort of emotions or any emotions. So we encourage that and we, uh, and we run, run the ball with them, you know, and they, they read a lot. Our kids read a lot. They're reading like one of my daughters has read Harry Potter, I think 17 times now, the entire all of the books, you know, so it's a reading household. We're always absorbing, learning new things and willing to adapt. You know, we're not like set in stone on stuff. We adapt, change. And so our kids have seen quite a bit. You are listening to Where Parents Talk on 105.9 The Region. I'm Leanne Castellino, and we are in conversation with award-winning celebrity chef and Juno award-winning musician, author, and father of four, Roger Mooking. Roger, I wanted to ask you, what would you say has surprised you the most along your parenting journey? Um, what surprised me the most? You know, what I always find really shocking is the personalities. You know, all four of our kids were raised in the same household at all the same time. They were fed the same food. They were all given the same, you know, relative rules, like, you know, cleaning day is Sunday. This is that. Make sure you wipe it, uh, help take out the garbage, you know, all that kind of stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but even with all of those similarities, the personalities are so blindingly different in the way that each of them will approach the exact same situation, you know, if we move as a collective, each one of them will have their own perspective of it, they'll, their own memory of it, their own um, recollection of it, their own um, ways of interacting with that moment and what their takeaways and what their input is very, very different. And I'm always amazed by that, you know, because like I said, they're, they're from a control study standpoint, they're all in the same control group, right? Mm-hmm. It is amazing to watch that. It, it's so true. Now, it would be hard to talk to a chef who has children and not ask you, what does teaching kids in your household about the kitchen and cooking look like? Is that a priority? And is there extra pressure on them given your massive portfolio and, and areas of expertise? I, I don't, we don't push it down our throats, but you know, we cook good food, right? Like, I know how to cook good food. So if I'm cooking something, it's not going to be bad. Right. So <laughs> they've, they've grown accustomed to that. My wife has become a, quite a good cook over the years because I travel a lot and just by necessity, she's learned and has come to embrace it and enjoys it. And she tends to cook on the healthier side. I tend to cook on the, whatever it is for flavor, you know? Um, so my kids and I, I, when I'm cooking, I don't cook the same thing twice ever. So my kids have never had exactly the same thing twice. So even if let's say I'm making pizza, I may change the ratio of the dough a little bit. I may add oil to the dough. I may change the type of cheese I use. So, uh, or if I'm making biscuits, which I make biscuits a lot, I'll adjust the amount of butter. I'll, I'll brush them with milk one time. Another time I'll brush them uh, with oil and sprinkle uh, sugar and salt. So I try different things all the time. So they're constantly moving through um, 
different recipes and, and methodologies for different things. And we're always experimenting, you know, like, so we do a Caesar salad, we'll make a Caesar salad that's eggless uh, and add grapes to it. Um, if I'm doing like uh, skewers, I'll take skewers and, you know, take pork with harissa and mint and onions and grapes and black grapes and grill them together. So they're accustomed tasting all types of dynamic flavors every day. And we really made a pointed notion of trying to buck this idea of, uh, you know, kids menus or mm. you go to a restaurant, our kids do not look at the kids menu. They order off of the adult menu because at home we don't cook five meals, right? It's yeah. one meal. This is what's happening today. It's Harissa pork skewers with black grapes, or today it's um, prosciutto flatbread with green grapes. Like, you know, so yeah. Yeah. So they just know that it's going to be a different experience all the time. And so just by proxy, they've picked it up and they they all generally have an interest in cooking. Um, and some of them like always help out, some help out sometimes, but uh, they're very focused. You know, my youngest daughter is always asking, what's for dinner tomorrow while she's eating breakfast today kind of thing, you know? <laughs> <laughs> That's really true. Yeah, no, definitely. And and it sounds like you do not have picky eaters in that household of yours. <laughs> well, the thing is, is like, and again, this comes back to our control group thing, right? It's like they all get the same dinner. But you know, my oldest daughter doesn't love chicken. Um, but she will eat it because she knows that we're not making an alternate. And if she doesn't eat it, then she'll be a little bit hungry, right? So, yeah. so they come to, to understand that. And, you know, one of them loves spicy food. And, and six months ago, they wouldn't touch anything with any kind of spiciness to it. Now she's adding like hot sauce to things. And, you know, the, the palate is an evolving thing as mm -hmm. you age. And we always just try and find new ways of experimenting different things. Hold on to that thought, Roger. We've got to take a quick break. We'll continue our conversation with Chef Roger Mooking in a moment. Stay with us. Want to learn more about the show? Email info at whereparentstalk.com. Stick around. Leanne Castellino and Where Parents Talk will be right back on 105.9 The Region. Welcome back to Where Parents Talk. Listen live at 1059theregion.com. Here's Leanne Castellino. Welcome back to Where Parents Talk here on 1059 The Region. Our guest today is a father of four, an alumnus of the Culinary Management Program at George Brown College in Toronto, celebrity chef Roger Mooking. You may remember him from such shows as Chopped Canada, Chopped, and Man Fire Food, among others. Now, speaking of which, we've got a bonus for you this week. Chef Mooking has graciously provided a video cooking demonstration for us, which you can find on our website, whereparentstalk.com. The recipe involves a simple key ingredient, California grapes, which sounds like a popular food item in your house, Roger. We'll just pull out raw grapes as like a snack for the road. Sometimes we'll cook them. Sometimes we'll use grape, have grape juice. So it's one of those things where they say, oh, I don't like X, but they might not like X in a certain format, right? Mm -hmm. Oh, I don't like coconut, but they like, they don't like fresh coconut, but they like coconut flakes or they like coconut water or they like a coconut pudding. Um, so we just try experimenting with different things until they find it's like, no, you know, I, I'm fixed on this idea that 
not getting in their head that they don't like a thing. So excommunicate it completely. Yeah. You know, like you take that into the, into the realm of extrapolate that across people. It's like, okay, I don't like this person X them, but you know, everybody has something to offer. Right. So yeah. if you stick around and spend a little bit of time, you might find what that gem is that that person has to offer. So we kind of teach those lessons through our, our menus at home. Absolutely. And you know, it's interesting. Um, you talk about uh, how you approach cooking and teaching, you know, your kids how to cook and and navigate their way through the kitchen. Um, when did you first get introduced to that whole scene as a child? Uh, I was always very focused as a as a child. I knew three years old that I wanted to be a chef, huh. so I was very focused of uh, learning about food. You know, I loved to eat as a kid, so I would. I would like my daughter, you know, thinking about the next dinner the next day while I'm eating breakfast right now. So I've realized that the fastest way to get what I wanted to put in my mouth was to learn how to do it myself. So I just would stand up on the counter. I learned how to cut up chicken like five years old, how to make curry goat from like six years old, how to beat the roti at like seven years old. Like, <laughs> So I was always very, very fixated standing on a stool. Uh, or in a chair and, and learning how to, you know, mix spices, how to cook this thing or cut up this thing. And so yeah. I was always fixated on that. So anybody listening to this interview or that does some research on your background understands really quickly just the vast array of, you know, hobbies and, and different things that you're involved in. It is quite staggering. I, you know, there's probably more than 24 hours in your day because that's the only way that any of the stuff's getting done. It's, it's totally impressive. So how do you go about balancing all that, Roger, with, you know, a wife and, and four girls? You know, I, I don't really have this notion of like, people talk about work-life balance. Mm -hmm. I don't believe in that. I think it's trash, right? You have one life, right? You have the same 24 hours in the day that everyone else has. So what's this thing about creating a separation between your work and your life? Um, my life is my life. Part of it is an activity that generates income. Um, but I also love that job that I have that generates income, you know, so I've made a life where I do what I love um, exclusively. <laughs> mm -hmm. So it's very easy. So if it's hanging out with the kids and we're going for a walk, yo, it's great. You know, if we're cooking together in the kitchen or they help you make pizza in the backyard, that's great. If we're doing some kind of craft independently, but collectively, that's great. Um, but it's one life. I don't understand people try and sub sub divide their own life. Like it must be just mentally taxing trying to do that. So yes, there's the moments where it's 11 PM at night and I'm dealing with emails, um, that are critical or there is, you know, I'm, I'm working, there's a crisis at home and I'm dealing with that simultaneously. And I think that that's just natural. And I, I don't believe in this work-life balance thing. You know, make, make your life your life and include the people that you want in it, whether professionally or personally, in a way that works for you and surround yourself with great people who think um, adaptively and dynamically and and it's very simple. I, I don't I don't ever think of work life balance. I think it's trash. 
It's so interesting to hear you say that because obviously um, there's a lot of people who like to compartmentalize their lives, right? Just for their own sanity and it and it works for them. But I'm curious, during the pandemic, I mean, a lot of us have learned a lot of things about our families just because we've spent so much more time with them. What was that like in your house? Did you learn things about your kids that you hadn't, you know, been exposed to before or, or you know, anything else about your family life that you just were like, wow, I didn't know that? <laughs> Well, yeah, in that sense, it was really interesting, the pandemic, because I'm normally traveling a lot for work. So I've never spent that much time ever with my family together. So I really appreciated that part of it. Um, I love that. I got to spend so much time with them. Uh, we learned a lot of different things, you know, little quirks that I, I would miss out because I'm just doing like a half hour FaceTime, like once or twice a day with them um because i'm on the road now it's like all these little nuances little quirks that are just that i'm discovering you know the way she ties her shoes i didn't really know the how she ties her shoes and you know i didn't know there were so many different ways to tie shoes (laughs) 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 little little silly things like that and because they're at such formative years like in their teens and young young uh women um it's just they're changing so quickly, dynamically, just mentally, the way they think, their bodies, their their size, like everything is shifting so quickly that it's been amazing to observe all those things in real time so constantly and steadily. So there's just so many nuances. This is Where Parents Talk here on 105.9 The Region. I'm your host, Leanne Castellino, and we are in conversation with chef, musician, author, father of four, and Toronto resident, Roger Mooking. Be sure to check out this week's giveaway, as well as additional video interviews with our guests on whereparentstalk.com. Each week on this show, we have all kinds of fun prizes that we give away. And to learn more about them, go to the giveaways page on whereparentstalk.com. Raising girls today in particular is much different than in the recent past for a host of reasons that I think we we all understand. Have you adjusted your parenting style or your approach in any way to, you know, to accommodate these changes in our world, and which are happening, by the way, in real time? So what types of changes are you are you thinking of? Because we may be well, doing very different things. Just the way that girls are viewed and, you know, equality, inclusivity, all those kinds of things. Oh, yeah. So, you know, it hasn't really changed for us. You know, we're in a mixed race household. um, So we've always been making sure they see a broad range of diversity. We live in a in a country, in a community, in a city that is very, very diverse. My children's school is not homogenous at all. Um, So it's a very dynamic environment and they're raised in that environment and are surrounded by that environment. Um, In terms of like educating them and exposing them to things, we'll take them to, you know, um, the, the black farmer's market and we'll also take them to the Monet exhibit We'll also take them to uh, dim sum. You know, this is one thing that's really interesting because I have ch- my Chinese background as well, mm-hmm. is the thing I asked the kids, what did you miss most about the pa- during the pandemic? And they said, we didn't go to dim sum once in like a year and a half, right? <laughs> because we normally go to dim sum like 
once a month, maybe once every couple months. Right. And so they miss dim sum, you know, and I was like, wow, that says so much. So we expose them to all kind of cuisines, all type of people, all type of information, as long as it's open-minded and um, not necessarily uh, conservative in thinking. And I don't, I, don't, I don't mean conservative from a political standpoint. I mean, conservative from a, a, a way of thinking, you know, and we expose them to all the things. Like right now, my youngest daughter is reading about Harriet Tubman. Like she's eight years old and she's reading about Harriet Tubman and Viola Davis and who is Malcolm X and who is Gandhi and who is Greta Thunberg. Like, who are these people? What do they do? This, these people have done great things in the world. So we expose them to all those range of, of people, personalities, thoughts, and ideas um, and let them formulate what they will from that and just shower them with love in the process so they know that they're supported in whatever they need. Roger, in closing, uh, we'd love to hear what projects you're working on, because we know that there are going to be many of them, <laughs> whether we're in a pandemic or not. So what can you tell us about what you're most excited about that you're working on now? Yeah, so there's a bunch of shows that we're filming that's going to be dropping out soon. Um, working at multiple projects right now. I'm working with Grapes from California. Um, so, you know, Grapes love the grapes. They're healthy snack. They're portable snack. Uh, they're in season right now from May to January. So make sure you go check that out. Um, but I'm always creating something, you know, for every one project that you see, you know, go back to your conversation about spending more than 24 hours in a day. For every one project you see, I'm working on about eight that you don't see and that you may see three of them at some point, you know? So uh, there's just tons going on always. And um, I'm very active and super ADHD. So I need to be stimulated dynamically pretty constantly. I hear you. We're cut from the same cloth. So I completely hear you. Roger Mooking, chef, television host, author, and musician. Thank you so much for your perspective on parenting and sharing your time with us today. Thank you so much. It was a real pleasure talking to you. And that is Where Parents Talk for this week. Remember to check out the video recipe demonstration with Chef Roger Mooking on our website, whereparentstalk.com. The podcast version of this show, as well as past episodes, are available wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts, including iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and Apple Podcasts. We would love to hear from you as well. If you've got an interesting parenting perspective you'd like to share, email us at info at whereparentstalk.com. Follow us on social to learn more about our weekly giveaways, as well as the parenting newsmakers and guests that we have on this show. I'm Leanne Castellino. Thanks so much for listening and hope to see you next time. Sign up for Leanne's parenting newsletter and so much more at whereparentstalk.com. This is Where Parents Talk on 105.9 The Region.